Welcome to Bad Stuff, everybody. This is the podcast uh, where we talk about uh, stuff that we don't want to do, but sometimes we have to do. I don't know if the thing we did today really falls into that category, uh, but I'm hoping that we make it work. I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Ramirez. Nick. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm joined by my co-host, Jared Emick. Yes, it's true. And uh, we're here tonight with our extremely special guest. Tonight, let's just (laughs) kind of build up the illusion a little bit. Uh, Is that the illusion? That's the illusion. We We want to make people think that we're, yeah, recording at night. Okay. That's cooler than day. Uh, We are here with Amay Luckin, our special guest. Amay, how are you? I'm feeling really good tonight. It's a beautiful night out. We're here in the park uh, right outside of our uh, Bad Stuff location, the Met Museum. And this episode is going to be, I guess the bad stuff today is going to a museum. I have something to say about that. So specifically, I want to say that the reason it's bad is because you have to do it for your podcasts. So there's like a sense of obligation around it that makes it worse. But when I thought of it, it was because I usually go to the Met by myself and like during the day on a weekday. When I have time off, I never go on the weekend. So it's, you know, Saturday, 2 p.m. Right. I really thought it would be a hot spot and really hellish and That's uncomfortable. That's what we thought, but no, no spoilers because we don't want to get into the weeds too much here. We usually, we, we the first half is, is we like to bullshit with each other. Well, I'm just defending yeah, yeah. No, the unpleasantness. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally fine. Um, yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. We'll cut that out. We'll cut all of that out. Oh, my God. Um, we'll but, bleep it. <laughs> we'll leave it in, but we'll bleep it. Yeah, we'll leave it. There's going to be about 30 seconds of beeping. <laughs> <laughs> and That's then what you do to women on your show. <laughs> yeah, we let them talk, and then it's. I said, "Okay, back to the men." <laughs> um, no, no, no. We, 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 first, we, we we like to just, just just talk shop with our guest. <laughs> the, the, this segment's called talk shop. Um, we, have, we have several segments. Uh, with maybe we should have theme song for this a theme song for that for talk shop yeah um, I can't tell if you know you deliberately left me in the dark about what happens on this show or if you're making it up as we go <laughs> no no it's no 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 we didn't deliberately leave you in the dark no 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 what, we, we, no, we are making it up as we, we go. and we are making it up as we go <laughs> okay. we yeah I mean we, the segment has never had a name before it's usually we just... we do have real segments towards the end yeah and and our structure hasn't changed in that we 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 do we talk about you all right. I thought there was a worm on my foot. <laughs> There's not that. No worm. Uh, to, to full disclosure, we, no are, we are outside. No worm. Um, in a in no uh, is this is this central Very topical? <laughs> Would you call this Central Park, or is this just like a pile of grass next to Central Park? Um, I mean, it's inside the border of Central Park. So hey, I'm man, sorry. Central Park's all one big pile of grass. If you ask me. No, it's true. That's what I call it. Central pile of grass. Am I right? No, you guys are really defiling it. No, I love Central Park. I love Central Park. Um, anyway, Amay, you're here, so we want to talk to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah, why, why else would we want to talk to you? Amay no, is visiting um, from Los Angeles. Visiting from Los you Angeles. You like a lot of observations about the differences between the two cities. That classic question, New York or L.A., everyone gets it, everyone thinks about it, and now we have someone particularly suited who can definitively answer the question finally bring an end to the mystery which is better new york or la um i thank you for setting me up for this i've got like five minutes to stand up on the differences between nyc and la i honestly don't think i said anything about my observations and you just really wanted me to go to town on what's better or worse about the two cities go for it right now well you know first of all i want to say the nyc la dichotomy it's much like the dog versus cat 
issue that comes up a lot. It's like they're two completely different things. Why are you even comparing them? Mm. Right. Sort you of know? like apples and oranges. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like Why apples and up? oranges. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead, Omega. So, uh, so, so, yeah. Well, I've been in L.A. for a little over a year. I'm trying to find love in it again. I mean, I grew up in New York. I never lived anywhere else, really, for very long. So L.A. has been a trip. But I have been, I think, most held back by the lack of transportation options yeah. and the fact that there's just not that many people out on the street on any given day. Like here, we've been surrounded by crowds. There's more people than I see in L.A. in a month. And you mentioned the people <laughs> who are out on the street are a little scary. Well, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to demonize the homeless. <laughs> I'm saying that there's not a lot of social services. And so most and That's most people the are in their C way of saying. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am not affiliating myself with what Jared is saying. He's going to either have to edit it out or hear me saying that he's a monster. Nobody's saying they're scary, but you don't look them in the eye and you run away. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm I'm leaving this podcast now. No, but I, I generally think, like, a lot of people are in their cars. So they kind of just drive by any problems. Right. They don't really have to interact with anybody who doesn't have a home and lives on the street and maybe has a mental health issues that aren't being addressed because there's no social services in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, You're saying there's less. I don't know what the problem is. Honestly, like I've been thinking about it a lot lately and how to get involved in local politics. I have a friend who's in the DSA who mostly works on environmental issues, but they have like, you know, a uh, place that's like working against gentrification and working against um, the homelessness issue in the city because it's very dramatic. I mean, uh, we met you doing improv we were all in a class together, right? With a we were all on a class, several classes. I feel like, right? And then on, and then on a team. Yeah. Of course, the famous team we mentioned on this podcast before. May once you start listening to these episodes, you'll see Angry Laundromat. <laughs> it's come up once before, twice before, maybe even. at least once. But, but, but that but, was a fun team. Yeah, we did a ton of improv together. Now, May, you you memories of the indie. New York improv scene, improvising with us, all good, mostly good? or I had a lot of fun improvising with you guys. I think, you know, we're very different people, but we have a weirdly similar sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that is. No, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think, like, sometimes the things that make you laugh are just absurd <laughs> chains of thinking. I think we have similar thoughts. Um, um, no, do you I miss, really, what, do you miss doing, like, uh, shows at the... Because one of the bad things we're considering doing was doing a show at the Triple Crown, which is uh, a bar in New York that has a basement that people do improv shows. Chosen. Yeah, and right. it's like it's uh, famously horrible. Famously yeah. Horrible, famously horrible. <laughs> yes, and famously, we, we've talked about this before too on, on other episodes, but taken over by an individual who was <laughs> right decided to uh, limit the schedule. Now, now you can't like get a show there. Well, now it's different. I think. I think Steve backed off of that. Oh, did he? Okay, good. Because I, I just know that from looking at the schedule, could, trying to book a show, and now it's back to where. Uh, you have to email some guy and hope that he checks his... Some guy that's not him? Yeah, it's Joe O'Shea, I think. <laughs> oh, brother. Booking at Triple Crown or something. It's and, not know. that fun to book a show. That would be another unpleasant thing to do. I mean, I... I booking it in the first place? <laughs> yeah, it's really... It sucks. You, you know, everyone has their demands and people show up and back out. And I, I abandoned many shows. Oh, not for sure. sure. You have. You and have. I, I don't you know. You definitely I, have. Back when I used to do indie... <laughs> back when I used to do improv, it was... Yeah. Uh, um, I, most shows I did, I would say, can I go first? <laughs> <laughs> a classic, classic move. Can I go first? And then leave is the Look, I'm going to do you guys a favor. Let you headline. I'll open. <laughs> I'll go home. Try to forget this ever happened. <laughs> 
It's also very hot down in the Triple Crown. I don't know if they've done anything to address that. No, I haven't lots been of emergency in... exits that you hit accidentally <laughs> and set off a siren, and it's not a good it's not a good scene down there. But I... it is fun to go to a place where you know a lot of people. You just walk in, and everybody you see is somebody you've seen before, not yeah. necessarily friends with, but they're familiar to you. Right. And sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's true. What is that from? Something, or did you just make that up? Um, I just made it up right now. Oh, that's cool. It's <laughs> really That'd poignant. Be like a good theme song. Um, <laughs> you mean like someone just saying, "Sometimes you want to go where everyone knows your name. Sometimes you want to go where everyone yeah, knows like your name." Like that. Like that. I <laughs> uh, mean, we have a theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you want to go where everyone knows oh, your name. Oh, I, did, oh, I, I wish did it was that. it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we 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 yeah we have a theme. You, yeah, we paid a guy to make music. <laughs> Can you do me a little song? Well. I, I couldn't do it justice. It I goes, mean. That's the drum intro. <laughs> That's not how it goes. Bad. It's, like, it's, like a, it's like a Nirvana style grunge thing. And the guy goes like, bad stuff, bad stuff. It's pretty good. Nirvana, yeah, like Nirvana huh? That's what it's. We, we gave them. We said, make it sound like Nirvana. Which it Nirvana? Like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And he said, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, Jared insisted that he be called sir. <laughs> During all interactions, how many chances do I get to be called sir? <laughs> um, Amay, can we can we talk about your book? Yeah, sure. You you, you wait. I didn't. Amay, I didn't even. Amay's writing a book. Did oh, you know okay. that? No, it's fantastic. Maybe Jesus I did. And I forgot. That's the only thing I've had going on for like a year and a half. <laughs> did you? Um, <laughs> now the now this book is. Uh, how how linked is it to your your blog posts? Now is is it is it is it you you that's how you got the deal or and or is it kind of about the kind of same topic in terms of your, you know, adventures and exploits. Was it the, is it the same type of, are you writing in the, in the, in the vein of the blog post? Come yeah. on. <laughs> this is, this is so long. long. It was long. There's a lot to unpack here. So, okay. Um, yeah, I was writing this Tumblr stuff just for myself about dating because I hadn't dated anybody for a really long time. So I started going out and partly as motivation and partly for fun, I started writing about every date I went on. Very popular. I read them. Very enjoyable. Well, thank you so much. Okay, so I did that. I don't think the woman who contacted me, my writing agent, had ever read any of them. But she did read a piece that was sort of based around them about, like, trying to find that somebody you, that, that, you that I wrote. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's why she contacted me. <laughs> so I don't know if you meant someone wrote it about your writing oh, or something. No, no. Okay, so... What happens with writing is that it's kind of like luck if somebody sees it and wants to help you develop it in a certain way. And I'm not, I don't have a huge social media platform. So she just happened to read this essay and reached out to me and asked me if I'd be interested in writing a book. And she worked on the proposal with me many, t for like a long time. And I think the process of like selling a book is very confusing if you haven't investigated it a lot. So I didn't really know what was going to happen. Every time I sent her a proposal, I thought she was going to be like, you're never going to write anything worth submitting. I, I know zero. So what? give me the basics, X's and O's and ins and outs of what a proposal, like what you have to have in there. Yeah, like pretend you're like a, a coach. Okay. Coach <laughs> so my book is non Hi, coach. <laughs> Shut up, kid. Sit down. <laughs> so yes, I, yes ma'am. <laughs> it's coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, coach. Yes, coach. So it's a nonfiction now, book. how do I make my proposal, coach? Shut up. I hate you kids. <laughs> okay. So it's a nonfiction book. It's called The Lonely Hunter, and it's based around an essay I wrote about not ever being able to find anybody to be with, which is a pretty common, relatable problem, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of people responded to it because I was specifically saying how you can't really admit that you don't think you're ever going to meet anybody without people freaking out. Like, people really don't want you to say that because we have this, like, very strong societal idea that everyone deserves and will find the one, which is obviously not true. 
Like, if you think about it for even a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold the phone. I know, exactly. Obviously, huh? That's pretty, that's bold. I mean, obviously, it's not true. dreams. I'm sorry. I mean, but I think a lot of people want to be able to say that out loud without being, you know, getting their throat jumped down. I hear I hear Like I just did to you? Yeah. (laughs) Um... So anyway, the book is just sort of about all the different aspects of loneliness and how it's being addressed and sort of pathologized at the moment. Like there's a loneliness epidemic. There's a pill for loneliness. Like a lot of people are like likening. Like a pill? Yeah, they're developing a pill. What to, does that mean? What, do you, what does that mean? Like an antidepressant? It, yeah, it would function in a similar fashion because um, loneliness is like a thing that's happening inside us that's related to chemical stuff and evolution because in the past like if you felt lonely it's like being thirsty or hungry like it makes you go eat and drink water instead of just dying so if you're like a group animal and you feel loneliness you'll return to the group instead of going and like dying somewhere alone Mm -hmm. interesting yeah but when people get haywire like there's such a thing called like chronic loneliness where your feelings of loneliness instead of pushing you back towards doing social things and trying to work on it you become you know, more isolated, more weird, more like you have this like persecution complex. So that can happen to people. And the theory is, is that this pill that they're working on would work with the chemicals in your brain that make it possible for you to go out again. But it's very hard to parse the difference between like loneliness or depression or anxiety because they're all kind of mixed together. So would you say somebody who is like a serial dater who is seeking to be in other people's company and going on Tinder dates a lot? I mean, could you define that as somebody who's lonely, even though they're physically literally with a bunch of people all the time and jared when you say serial dater do you mean like someone that dates like count chocula yeah i would say like frosted flakes or like okay. any oh, any serial i thought they were dating the mascots but they're dating <laughs> then why did you say serial moron <laughs> i didn't say serial <laughs> he said serial dater i thought maybe he was dumb <laughs> oh, I, see. I thought maybe he was I a, a real idiot everything i've said today has been pretty not dumb and but. that he meant like you're dating like the lucky charms leprechaun or like Ooh, the- that'd be fun have you ever dated a like a leprechaun? Or? No, I did dateable Cheerios though. Is that the same? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same. What about my great question uh, about how to write a nonfiction book? No, no, about, um, about if you're serial dating. Oh, I think any the definition of a lonely person is. Well, I think anybody can be lonely in any state in any relationship, but there's like a lot of difference between. W- being a single person who's like lonely one night at home and someone who's socially isolated because like they're really far from other people or they're disabled or they're elderly or whatever it is that's keeping them from actually being able to be around other human beings, which is a problem for many, many millions of people all over the world. Right. And do you think like by writing this book that'll help you find the one? <laughs> well, actually, in the book, I write about meeting somebody and being like, oh, I did it. Like, I did everything everybody told me to do, and I fell in love. And that's and, true, and that basically, or at least at the time, happened? I did fall in love, but it is not true that I found somebody to be with. Ooh. Mm, yeah, drama. And no spoilers. We'll have to read the no book. No spoilers. Count Chocula does figure prominently. <laughs> so it's, but the book is about, I mean, you, it's like a memoir. Like, you're. it's about you, right? Well, it's sort of a memoir of, like, my experience of, like, coming back to dating after not dating for seven years and like trying really hard to like change my life and change myself and ultimately sort of being disappointed in one way but growing as a person in another way and it explores all these different like philosophies and technology and medicine that's coming up around loneliness because it's one of the great issues of our era what's the title the lonely hunter the lonely hunter Ooh. okay when's that coming out and i think 2021 oh wow I know. I'm writing a book. This is the other thing you don't really know about writing a book is that it's such an agonizingly long process. What are like? What are the deadlines like? Like, how, how much you have to write and so what it's increments? Like, I sold in October. 
love 2018 didn't get my contract till january i don't know if this is actually publishable but <laughs> but like it takes months and months and months to get your contract yeah, and to get that? paid why does I guess it move like the so publishing slowly? industry is just slow and we're like used to Twitter and yeah, whatever. Yeah, like publishing on the internet is like instant. Like, yeah, maybe just... I should do that instead. <laughs> just one click. <laughs> it's like done. One click publishing. Yeah. But you don't have, you know, the mechanism of a big publishing house behind it to promote it or an editor to like be like, this is crazy, take this out. Do you have a person like dedicated to you and your project that you always check in with? And yes, I do, but I don't check in with her that much. I checked in with her once and then she gave me some notes and now I'm working on the version I'm going to hand in to her very soon. Have you had that scene that's in every reality show where one of the characters is an author and they call up their person and they're like, I can't make my deadline. I have to push my deadline. That might happen, but my deadline's not till May, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, till May? Yeah. Wow. So how many pages do you have left? Well, it's not even like a page count. Oh. Like, I've, I'm have supposed to hand in 80,000 words. I've written that many, but are they all coherent? Do they, like, <laughs> add up to a book? Some of them are kind of crazy, and I need to go back. Right, right, Does, like, right. Does, like, a word like a or the count just as much towards that 80,000 words? That's bullshit, as... I think. You should get two <laughs> words for, like, a good word. <laughs> Rather than no words for a small word? Right. <laughs> It'll even out. <laughs> But the way they count it should be that, yeah. Actually, it's a big issue in publishing online and in um, magazines and stuff that you get paid by the word. So a lot of publications used to pay a dollar a word, which is an amazing fee. Um, and now sometimes it'll be like 10 cents a word, which is Jesus. really, really low. And recently an editor was like, I'm not going to pay anymore for the, uh, and like really? exactly Somebody what actually you said. Yes. That? <laughs> That's amazing. Anybody can use those words. <laughs> the, 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 the. I made a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Like someone would hand in a piece with all those words removed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not writing the if I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> it's like a, a WGA dispute or something. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. That's What's so a, cool. uh, changing topics really quickly? Um, do you, is there like... Are there, like, Triple Crown-like places in L.A.? Do people go do that? Yeah, there are. There's a place called the Clubhouse. There's um, a place called the Pack Theater. There's a lot of those places, for sure. Do you uh, do you go do shows there? I have gone and done Kaleidoscope. There's a version of Kaleidoscope there. Oh, who hosts it over there? Uh, <laughs> well, what's the matter? Uh, yeah, you keep trying to pass off the mic to Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who hosts it? You're like, oh, is that why you said? <laughs> no. So that's great. So we should mention you're on Herald Night. You made it. You did it. Your dream come true. I think that's super awesome. It's you were you were discussing uh, when we first met up the some of the differences between L.A. Herald Night and New York Herald Night. Mm -hmm. Just that I guess you, you drive to L.A. Herald Night, we take the subway to New York Herald Night. That's right. Yeah, exactly. It's a big difference. One, one, <laughs> at, at New York Herald Night, the pizza you get there is a lot better, you know, because of the water. Yeah, but L.A. Herald um, Night has better uh, Thai food. I think. Yeah. What is what is the better food? In LA, well, they have a lot of Thai food. I haven't had that much great. I guess there's a place called Market and Song that's really good. I've had a few Bulan. Yeah, those are two good Thai places. There's a lot of Thai food there. There's a lot of amazing Mexican food there. Yeah, but the pizza is pretty dismal. I've eaten so much pizza since I've been here this week. I'm like yeah. every day I eat a slice of pizza. So out of out of the cliches that where that people say in terms of whether it's bagels or Chinese food or pizza, you're saying pizza is the one that rings true to you in terms of the difference between New York and LA. Yeah, that's the main difference is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> um, this is a dumb question, but do you go to the beach? 
<laughs> yeah, I've been to the beach. <laughs> I think if I lived in LA, I'd be at the beach all the time. I guess it's like hard to get to. From... I think, yeah, everyone thinks that, but I live yeah. on the east side, which tragically is nowhere near the beach. So it takes like 40 minutes in a car, and I don't have a car, so I'll take a lift, and that's expensive. Oh, uh, yeah. This is an opportunity for me to tell a story. When I was I was most recently in Los Angeles, and I, and, and I tried to text a May, we were trying to hang out, and you were, because you live in Silver Lake. And I was happened to be in Santa Monica, and we tried to see each other. I remember we were texting each other, and it was basically like, you know what? I can't make the trip. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. It was also pouring as rain. The rain was bad. But I notice, I notice, and that 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 seems to be kind of an LA thing too. Like if you're far away, and if it's raining, people in LA seem to be like. Well, I'm staying inside. I'm like, well, what's the big deal? And it's like, people are just like, are you nuts in the rain, like driving? And I'm just thinking like, well, yeah. So you stay inside whenever it rains? I mean, I admit I have your contempt for the whole situation as well, but you have to understand no one owns an umbrella. People drive like <laughs> Why don't they? Or a real thing. It is. You can't even find one at a CVS. It's what? crazy. What? But just because it never rains? What? Yes, because so no one prepares, and then it rains for two weeks, and everything shuts down. But you have to understand that the rest of the year, the sun and the beauty of the weather is relentless. So when you get a rainy day, you're like, well, I might as well be dead. I'm I'm not leaving the house. You just need a break. In New York, there's always like a snow day or a rainy day or whatever. Right. Like there's reasons to stay in. In LA, it's just the sun going like, get out there, get tan, enjoy yourself. You're gonna die. It's so you horrible. imagine the sun talking to you. Yes, and it's mad. <laughs> it's like that sun in that level in Mario Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Or if you like, know the big one that circles around and dives down at you. The sun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, we know what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody knows what you're talking about. Okay. Um, let's see, how are we doing on time here, Nick? Well, I think maybe we should take a break and start, when we come back, we can talk about going to oh, the Mets. Oh my God, the time flies. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. We are back. And we're here with the May to talk about our trip to the Met. Yes, our bad stuff today was uh, going to a museum. Now, One of I, the greatest museums in the world. <laughs> something that people travel for miles and miles and miles and miles to do. Um, you know, it may be seen as a bit cynical or just jackassy or douchey to just say that going to a museum is a bad thing. But if you think about it... Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be bad. Uh, first of all, crowds. If you go at a certain time, a certain place, certain museum, you're gonna you're gonna experience a lot of crowds. If you're trying to walk through a certain space, sometimes I find it a little frustrating. Uh, I mean, this doesn't happen today, but I have <laughs> I find it frustrating if you're in a you know popular exhibit and you're trying to enjoy it. You're just kind of in a jam-packed area, shuffling through. Um, Sometimes it costs too much money to, like, to get in, to buy a snack, whatever. Yes, yes. And Inflated no spoilers, prices. but we did experience a little bit of that. Yes, yes. So, 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 uh, Amay, any, any, any preamble to, to <laughs> in general, going to museums, how you feel about it? Um, well, the thing about a museum is you have to think of the physical act of what a museum is, which is just walking in and out of rooms without really sitting down much. And it's draining. You know, yeah, and right. I know you're trying to appreciate the art and trying to, yes, be joyful that you got to go to this rare cultural event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that after a while, it's hard to ingest that much stimulation. Speaking of ingesting, the, the other thing you suggested we do is go to brunch. 
which yeah. seemed like <laughs> well i okay well, so uh, again i think the theory was that it would be popular and overcrowded well, I think you guys are vacillating a lot between what is considered a bad thing. Because if we just want to do the most unpleasant, horrible thing, I could have had you, like, kick me in the stomach. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Good one. No, no, but no. the idea is, like, a bad thing that, like, people end up doing whether they want to or not. Basically. Well, I think brunch is definitely in that list. Yeah, I mean, I well, I think brunch is fun. <laughs> it is, but how many times have you canceled on brunch? Be honest. Oh, oh yeah. But that's I mean, not because I don't like eating brunch. Yeah. No, but everyone likes eating brunch, but it's the process of brunch. It's making a plan. It's having mm. everybody show up on time. Nick doesn't have this problem because he's always the last person to arrive anywhere. <laughs> 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 I am some usually, shade on Nick. <laughs> I, yeah, I moved this recording a half hour later because I was <laughs> thinking I'd probably be late, and I was still five minutes late. You want, it, you want to give a quick five minutes on just your... Your habitual lateness and why it occurs and what <laughs> the quick problem five is. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, no such thing with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what the problem. I mean, I think I just uh, I think I just underestimate time. I see. I see. <laughs> Uh, well, let, 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 let's chronicle our journey, shall we? So, so okay. we uh, we met up, and Nick was 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 last, but 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 not but on time, right? Don't For, it anything. was by Nick time, I would say yes. Yeah, so yeah, by Nick time, I mean he was early. He was early. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we so we got in, and uh, you know, security was pretty easy for uh, Ma and I. Nick, of course, uh, doing God's work, carrying around all this audio equipment. He was you know, investigate a little a little harder than we were. How did that process go for you, Nick? Uh, they didn't care about the audio equipment. I accidentally brought in a soda. And whoa, whoa, whoa. The guy who was looking through my bag said, uh, okay, we're going to hide this. What, do you work for Coca-Cola? <laughs> oh, he didn't make you pour it no, out? No, he just said... Uh, oh, cool security yeah, he was a cool, yeah, he was also <laughs> skateboarding at the time. <laughs> wow, did he have shades? Yeah. Oh, well, he was... Uh, he had Two them shades on? His on? Head, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he put them down, tipped them down, did a little bit of that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, was he smoking? <laughs> no, I mean, smoking's not cool anymore. Oh. <laughs> Are you sure? Jared, uh, is can- smoking you're always canceled. Cool? You're canceled. You're <laughs> canceled. Okay. I think smoking's going to come back because vapes are getting outlawed. So people are going to need that nicotine somehow. Vapes are getting outlawed? Yeah, no, just like flavored vapes, right? Well, I think vaporizers in general are, are being painted as, uh, well, whether it's accurate or not, I don't know. But the news is telling us that it's hurting our lungs, mm-hmm. yeah, which I in- guess is, makes sense. <laughs> but it's not, I, I have to imagine that smoking cigarettes hurts your lungs more than vaping. I think it's the same is their point. I think the same point is that a lot of people think that vapes are safer and they're not by any means. They're not by any means? No. I just saw an ad the other day that said the inside of your lungs after vaping look like a chemical burn. But did they show you what it looks like after smoking a cigarette? Yeah, it looks like horse meat. Is that good or bad? That's bad. <laughs> no, no, you want a horse meat lung. It's <laughs> the horsier, the better. That's what Doc said. I just think right now is a very clear example of vape propaganda has poisoned Nick's brain. I mean, I don't vape. Are you, do you want to, though? No. Obviously. You're horny for vapes. But, I, I, uh, but you're not a big smoker of anything. No. If you were, you'd vape. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Dead. If I had to, I, but I So you're saying that you think vaping is more harmful than smoking cigarettes? I'm saying vaping is as, as. But they're not outlawing, outlawing cigarettes. Well, there's a lot of warnings on them that they don't have on vapes. Correct. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm just saying that vapes are, I think, on the way out and smoking's coming back. Well, Do it's you? interesting because a lot of my friends who vape 
I guess didn't I'll just you, come out. Didn't and say you smoke it. marijuana? Oh. They're a little concerned, but 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 from what I'm gathering is that this is like these are the vapes where you like. It's, I guess it's tobacco or flavored tobacco, but like you see people go out at lunch on like a work day or something and they're just like blowing out like a huge puff and just, of just crazy flavored too. fruit smoke. Right, nonstop, right. Like, yeah, I know people that, so that vape just constantly. Right, like, so it's, I think it's that. Like, whereas it's like if you're, if you're like, you know, vaping weed or, or you have a whatever, like I, I think that's not fine, but in terms of just the frequency that you're doing it. Well, I think the concern with marijuana is that if you're not in a state where it's like illegal, I mean, where it's legal and like easy to get, it, right. it's not very well monitored. So all sorts of right. other stuff gets in it, which has always been a problem with drugs that are, you know, not legalized. And Jared, you're notoriously a giant pothead. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that, yeah, we got that out on the pod and uh, that was recorded for all time. No, no, not giant. A giant. I'd say no, moderate. Moderate. Yeah. What about you, May? Uh, no, I don't smoke weed. It makes me f- like a crazy person. Nick? Um, I, I didn't smoke weed for like 10 years or so, but I went to Portland a few uh, weeks, a few months ago, I guess, and I brought back a bunch of like edibles. Uh, oh, wow. And now I like so now doing... You're big. Big pothead. Yeah, I'm a big pothead now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but even those, I, it would, they were like little edible like gummies, and I would eat like a third of one at a time, and that would be... I want to just get back to how cool cigarettes are, because... Do you smoke them? No, but I'm but thinking you, about it now. <laughs> because, it, I mean, that's the thing, like, smoking cigarettes, it's always going to look cool, I feel like, at least for people my age. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, How old are you? I'm 35, hmm. but, uh, but I think, like, people that grew up watching smoking be so cool oh you know this is what i wanted to say about vapes vapes really remind me of the new popularity or relatively new popularity of spiked seltzer because when you drink a spiked seltzer it feels like you are drinking a regular seltzer and then three seltzers later you're drunk and that's how i feel like vape is it feels like you're just licking tasty air but then you're addicted with chemical burn lungs why was it purely because it's healthier why did seltzer suddenly become very popular like a LaCroix style seltzer and now like you say like the spike seltzer is super popular what is it about seltzer I think it's really related to the keto movement and all sorts of diet industry stuff because people they're like very low in calories low in sugar and people still want to get hammered even if they're trying to get fit but what about then wine? I mean, aren't there other options? Hard liquor. Wine I mean, that, is very high in calories, dummy. Well, the thing I think what it's, about booze, like but you vodka can just you can just go. That's to, why vodka. It's been vodka seltzer. Yeah, vodka soda. And you you can just go to the grocery store and buy uh, buy so, a six pack of uh, of like that white cloth stuff. Yeah. But you can't. Well, so you have like, to be twenty one, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, but you're not buying like. Well, I thought a, you were assuming we're all children. But you can't. You. you <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're talking about cigarettes and how cool they are. <laughs> should we should we get back slightly on topic? We went off for cigarettes and spike seltzer for a good hour. We should talk about the museum because that's that's the bad thing. Okay, so far we've gotten much to worse than cigarettes. The security, yeah, security. So then we came in, you know, we checked our stuff. They got a nice little coat check over there. It's a little little awkward uh, in terms of the um, you know laptop situation. They say, is there a laptop in your bag? Because then you would think that that meant oh I can't bring it in or you have to check. That's no, what it's I the thought opposite. Was happen, it's the yeah. opposite. You you can't check it the if guy, you have a laptop. If if I had known that I would have lied and said yeah no no laptop in here sir. You right. would have lied to the coat check guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoa, badass Nick. Because <laughs> you know what. I bet he knows when people are lying, and he steals the laptop. And when you come back, and you're like, "Hey, my laptop's not in here," oh. you would say, "It's my policy." He didn't. He didn't check because you said yes. But if you said no, he's checking. You think so? I don't know. I just felt like saying that. <laughs> Maybe. 
But the, but I, I, what's more interesting to me is why it's set up like that in terms of like, oh, you can't check a laptop bag. And, and, and we briefly hypothesize that it's like a Mission Impossible situation. Like you could set up some kind of, I don't know, you know, oh, if I keep a laptop in the museum in this area, that'll help me, I don't know relay a signal to the something I, wait, wait, wait. I think it's you probably think just what? a liability issue because your laptop is valuable Jared, that's, might an steal ins- it. that's an insane I, theory I, <laughs> <laughs> because you were allowed to bring the laptop in it would be a lot more useful for a Mission Impossible scenario if you had it with you than if it's like I sitting straight up thought it was check. like this would be a way to like electronically burglarize the museum a chain of laptops back to back in the coat room <laughs> All right. Why, well, would, why would be? Why would we talked about the code check and now moving on? Um, no, but I, I yeah. don't. I don't understand the liability issue either because they don't ask you. Do you have like any uh, gold? They ask me. Do you have any electronics or anything valuable in mine? Oh, he just said, "Is there a laptop in this thing?" He knew you. He saw you coming a mile away. <laughs> this guy's this a laptop got a guy. laptop. Um, yeah, so I had to leave my laptop. No, I had to keep my laptop. You had to keep your laptop. It's still confusing. Yeah. And then you had to wear your backpack at your side. Because, or in front. Or in front, because similar to carrying a baby, you didn't want to just swing it around. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes when you bring a baby to a museum, and you swing it around like a cat by the tail, you might knock a precious piece of work of art off yeah, the wall. And normally you wear your baby on your back. <laughs> yeah. But well, museum, sometimes people, th- but that's what I'm saying. Like if you have one of those Bjorns, I've seen it both ways, where people carry their baby on their chest, but also they'll just like have a baby backpack. Like and Yoda? It'd be cool if you could like strap a baby to your leg like a garter belt. That's safer to me than a baby backpack. And according to the museum, they agree. I've never seen a baby backpack. Oh, come on, May, Back me up. Why? Because I'm a woman. <laughs> I know about babies. Because you're the other person here. <laughs> and you've probably seen it, no? I've uh, seen baby front packs. I've never seen baby backpacks. May, please. I, you're hanging me out to dry. I would never carry a baby on my back because what if I forgot what I was doing? Yes. I put my I put my samurai sword back <laughs> into the holster and I slice the baby in half. Do you think... Yeah, do you think Luke Skywalker did that when he was carrying Yoda on his back? Yeah, oh my god, it's so dangerous to have babies around Star Wars. <laughs> well, the thing about the that that doesn't make any sense, Nick, is that um, a laser sword retracts and it just becomes like a lunchbox. A lunchbox? Yeah, it's a like, lunchbox. it just closes. It's nothing. There's nothing in there. What are you talking about? There's a mosquito biting your eyeball. I'm watching it eat your eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> we made the decision uh, to uh, record outside, uh, mostly due to laziness, because uh, we couldn't find an indoor place. But uh, it's working out well so far, other than the... Is your eye okay? Oh, my eye's okay. The audio might be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we got through the uh, coat check uh, somehow, some way, and we found ourselves into the ticket line. Now, here's where I thought things would get truly bad, and this event would live up to the name of the podcast. Not true. Which is bad stuff. Which is bad stuff. But on, on you know, surprisingly, uh, it, it was it was a breeze. I mean, they had these kiosks set up, which I had that, that was new to me. I mean, I, you come here more frequently, am I? Is that have you seen that last time you were here? No, I've never seen the kiosks. I was very surprised by them. But the thing about the kiosks is that you can only really go there if you don't want to do suggested donation. You have to pay full price for a ticket. And I, for one, will pay full price for a ticket to the Met when it's. Clawed out of my dead torso. <laughs> you will or you will not? I guess I would then because I would be dead. <laughs> but I mean, I... <laughs> you didn't pay full price. No, I won't. I won't That's pay full price. That's what I'm saying. You'd have to claw the $16 right. out of her It's $25. Oh, $25. Wow. 
We paid two. Now I, I that per person. Yeah, two per person. Now now I'm I'm very familiar with that with the with the rate of of donating whatever you want. Uh, but I didn't. I, I guess is it New York resident? Has it always been that? No, it it's a recent thing. Like in the last year or so, they've changed it so that you yeah, have, you to have, have an to idea. Be, yeah. From ID from either New York, Connecticut, or New Jersey, tri-state area. And they changed it just because they're greedy? Or they, they say there's a lot of arguments about it, but basically there's also these accusations of financial mismanagement from the previous director. Wow. And the Met owns a lot of properties, and they have this endowment, and most of the uh, expenses of the museum are supposed to be covered by those things. So people are asking what's going on. Um, right in regards to that and the museum has actually been sued for in the past having signage that didn't make it clear that the donation was suggested and so people were paying full price thinking they had to i think the first time i came here i paid full price um like when a i was like in a, yeah when i was a, like probably uh, in my early 20s i paid full price like a chump and that was when i didn't have the money yeah yeah now you're rolling in it now i'm rolling in it and i'm uh, paying two dollars well, I, I think it was it was you know a combination of the kiosks. I think the, a, a very famous exhibit, which I kept mentioning over and over again until I realized that it was gone, uh, is the camp exhibit that was related to the Met Ball, which was here, I guess, um, during the summer or in May or whatever. And they must have just ended it. I think it was in September. So now I, there must be some kind of come down in the in the crowds. What's uh, the camp? You mean camp like, like like campy? Like oh really? Like it was the theme of the oh. of the Met Ball. Uh, the, and they had an exhibit for that school. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We didn't see that. Uh, yeah, we can't because it's gone. Is what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, so that wasn't there, and so maybe that. Usually, I mean, the peak in crowds is, is sometimes related directly to like a special exhibit that people want to see. I mean, that's when people really come out. But I assume because it was a Saturday, a middle of a Saturday, and a pretty beautiful fall day. I think we can all agree. Do we all agree it's beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just imagined it to be pretty packed, but. Uh, no, lines were easy. Coat check was simple, and then we got into the museum and uh, we started browsing. Now, 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 we started browsing. We, we we looked at some at some old soap dishes. Isn't that right? We, <laughs> yeah. we Jared insists that everything we saw was a soap dish with about approximate value of something you'd buy at IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure what he thought the labor of making an object entailed in the early Greece. <laughs> we. Listen, I, I obviously get it. it, it it's, it's very old, and it, 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 it's, it's, it's fun to look at, and it's impressive. But, but what we found interesting, the observation was that, you know, these people, when they were making this, I mean, this was an art to them. I mean, this, these, were, these were soap dishes. These were, these were utilitarian, no? I mean, some of the objects, I think a lot of the stuff we saw was obviously Yeah, some, definitely some of it was art. <laughs> I mean, there were some obviously paintings. Obviously some. I'm not saying 100% of the museum is old soap dishes. I'm just saying that, that parts of the museum were interestingly... Old uh, soap dishes. Yeah, and, and just, and just to, objects around the house. And which, you kept trying to wash your hands. Like, oh, I did. Well, yeah. Well, look. I mean, some of them had soap, but I thought... I'm in the bathroom. Here I go. You put I, soap I in, in some of those dishes. I don't know why you had that soap in the first place. Yeah, well, I figured, look, I'm coming into the Met. I might as well bring some <laughs> soap, fill up these empty dishes. Was, yeah, is this museum mostly... Uh, <laughs> no, there's a, lot, there's a painting wing, but we kind of got caught up in this section that's hard to get out is of. Is this so. a museum or a crate and barrel? <laughs> You guys <laughs> yeah, this is bad stuff just for a minute. <laughs> Look at this. They got a lot of um, jewelry with a classic evil eye. 
You can sell those at Venice Boardwalk. How is that? Is that what that's those from? Those are eyes. This keeps away the evil eyes, so you wear it as like a deflection tool. Oh, that's awesome. Does that actually work? Yeah, in my experience. Thus <laughs> far, I have. She doesn't have one on now. It's working. <laughs> I know. Look at that. I just smash the glass and put it on. <laughs> Oh, mate, do you have a browsing strategy when you go to a museum? It seemed like you sort of did, or were you just going by the edge of your... By the edge of my panties? Panties. <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> a famous expression. <laughs> um, uh, I like to go usually up the main staircase, but we kind of got sucked into my least favorite wing, which was the Greece, the Greek wing. You hate the Greek, famously. Yeah, you hate, hate Greeks. Greeks. <laughs> famously, yes. No, it's not that. It's that it's the way it's designed. It doesn't flow into another wing very easily, so you kind of have to exit and go back around, which is what we did. I like a museum experience where you kind of float through from one place to the other, and it feels like you're like, oh, I'm in this wonderful world. I'm in this wonderful world. But there's mm. a lot of dead ends in that wing. Yeah. Um, my favorite, what's your favorite wing? Um, I think I like the Chicken painting. Wing. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> uh, no, you know, chicken wings are mostly veins. Huh. Never thought of it like that. Even what about drumsticks, though? Well, drumstick, yeah, that's got a meaty part to bite into. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How do you feel about boneless wings? <laughs> that's just a chicken finger. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Ask okay. me more about chicken. <laughs> are you a white meat or a dark meat person? I think dark meat has more flavor. Yeah. Really? This is so fascinating. Because most people I meet are white meat all the way. Really? That's because you're from the Midwest. <laughs> no, I'm He's not. From you seem like you are. <laughs> I think Jared seems very New York. You think so? Yeah. He's like a New York writer with the ball cap on. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you know what? He seems like somebody who was cast as a New York writer, but who moved here from Wisconsin. Yeah. What? I don't, hold on a second now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab the mic. I, I don't I, I don't like this uh this the, 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 the you you denying my New Yorkness. Where did you grow up? I was born in New York. Uh, six years old, I moved to New Jersey, and uh, and then, <laughs> and then immediately after college, I said I got to get back home to the Empire State Building. <laughs> and ever since he's lived at the top Not of the Empire, Empire State, State Building, building. there's nothing more New York than that. Well, well, I lived in a cab my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you almost ran me over, and I said, hey, I'm walking here. I'm from Texas. I live in a cowboy hat. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking about today uh, is this time somebody, I was, like, looking at them. I wasn't thinking about them at all. I don't know what I was thinking about, but they, they go, what are you looking at? And I'm like, wow, people really say that here. It's so stupid. <laughs> what like, were you looking at? I was I was exactly, exactly nothing. You. <laughs> that thing you can't like the real answer is nothing. Right. But that's also kind of an insult. Like I think if somebody says to you, "What are you looking at?" They are looking to fight because if you say nothing, you're like, "What oh, do you mean?" Oh nothing? yeah, I'm nothing. We, we, I'm nothing. To you is that what you mean? Is that what you say? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, so you call me nothing? But I guess I. I just didn't way. respond, I think, but I could have said, a beautiful woman. I was a woman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Twist. That's right. The doctor was a woman. Oh, <laughs> a woman looking for a fight. The surgeon's a woman looking for a fight. Wow. Um, All right, so we were looking at the soap dishes. Wait, wait we, yeah, what's, what was your favorite And they were like, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we almost got in a fight with one of the knights in, in, the, uh, in the night hall. Why are little jars so attractive? Maybe they only are to me. Do you like little jars? No, no, I like little jars. I like 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 a, like a flower you put in one. <laughs> no, yeah, I, like the I like the flowers. <laughs> why why else jars, would you so. use it, right? 
what, I mean, what are you putting in there? I don't know, like a mouse's ashes. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an urn for a mouse. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Or like a mouse's grandfather. Maybe they're shocked. Why would a mouse's grandfather go in there? Because he's Because it's mourning his <laughs> That's exactly what I just said. You said mouse, though. You didn't... A mouse's ashes. Every mouse is some someone's other mouse's grandfather. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> Every mouse is someone's grandfather? Didn't know that, but now I do. Thank you. <laughs> so we went to um, see the Armory, which is always a fun place for kids, which is why I brought you to there. I asked Nick what his favorite uh, art was, and he said comic books. So I just tried to keep, keep finding comic books wherever we went. I was just kidding, May. I, like, I appreciate all the big artists. Well, May is a huge <laughs> Game of Thrones fan, so she said, she, <laughs> could you show me to where Jamie Lannister, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, Jamie Lannister, where is he there? <laughs> Damn it, I had it too. Uh, no, 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 but you're a big Thrones fan and you want to see. <laughs> no, you're not. You wanted to see where Peter Dinklage, you know, kept all of his uh, equipment. Dinklage, yeah. <laughs> Where's all his equipment? I am sure he needed a lot of equipment <laughs> to deliver the performance of a lifetime. Uh, you're looking for the Emmys and. So oh. <laughs> An Emmy also, um, you know, doubles as a wine opener, so that's kind of a cool thing. Is, Is that, that true? true? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't won an Emmy yet. I thought it sounded like something you'd read on Yahoo.com or something. <laughs> I don't read. I don't read Yahoo.com. All right. Well, I thought you did. Um, um, so we so we were looking at the at, at a certain point we were browsing and browsing and browsing. We thought enough of this. We need to sit down. Well, and we didn't. No, we didn't talk about the cod piece. Well, that was after we recharged the cod oh. piece. Yeah, the whole oddly armory was after the recharge. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know we no, were we'll, sticking we'll, to a timeline. No, we'll double back. We'll double back. Uh, no, go ahead. You want to talk about the cod piece? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I remember being fascinated by it as a kid because I was like, does the penis just get crammed up in there? Yeah, well, so just a cod piece. Or des- cod? Describe the cod piece. Okay, so it's like a regular knight's we, costume. We took a picture. <laughs> yeah, knight's so can... costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine a knight. He's got like a front, a front. And then, uh, <laughs> so just to describe it in detail, he's got a front. He also has a back. And there no, he, he did not have, have a back. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Is he? I'm the fool. Go ahead, continue. I'm the fool. Um, what a you twist. Know, so, and usually, like, there's like kind of a little skirt. It's like a metal skirt that covers your hips. Oh, I guess that's true. I never thought. I or I. Did, uh, did any of the the night costumes, uh, which are suits of armor, did any of them have uh, metal skirts in this uh, exhibit? They, they all did. Did they? But most of them, the way that they're uh, displayed, there's a velvet curtain hanging where the cod piece would be. Oh, but this particular, so you don't get any ideas. This particular what? So you don't get any ideas. Yes. <laughs> so you don't like stare at this empty space and think, cock, cock, cock. I got to find a Is bathroom. Is that okay for your sponsor? <laughs> I got to find a bathroom. Drink off. Yeah. <laughs> Our many, many sponsors might be a little upset, but that's okay. Um, I did masturbate at the Met once, actually. What? <laughs> yes. let, wait, let Nick and I will stop talking. <laughs> From start to finish, why and, 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 and when and, and, and how. Where? And where? I was in college. Well, Oh, no, but where where in the bed? It was in the bathroom. What? I'm not a pervert. I'm going to masturbate in the middle of the I'm room. not a pervert. I I'm masturbate not a pervert. in the bathroom. So anyway, I was public. masturbating at the med. What? The, how old were you? Uh, 19. Okay, so we're okay, allowed to okay. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. you, you knew what you were doing. This wasn't something. I wasn't confused about what I was asking. I don't know. I was in this exhibit with my class. We'd gone there. Whoa, with your class? I went to art school. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we're at this exhibit in Bruges, which 
<laughs> I think. Uh, who was the painter? It was like a Dutch painter, and he paints these very elaborate little scenes in hell, and it's like people torturing each other, but it looks like a crazy BDSM scene. And for some reason, I got really horny, and I was also pretty bored, so I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and masturbate, and I did. Now, uh, are you? have you masturbated in public a lot? I don't think <laughs> masturbating in a bathroom stall is masturbating in public. Uh, public I, bathroom. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> masturbating in public. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, okay. What do you mean you don't think so? I think that if like there's a room around you and no one else in the room. So if you're in a room, it's not public and you're free to masturbate or urinate as you please? Uh, if it's a bathroom, but, Okay, yes. but, but, but did anybody enter the bathroom? In my stall, no. In your stall? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but have you, do you masturbate in public restrooms often? <laughs> no, but I think probably at least one other time. How long did it take? <laughs> Not very long. It's quicker than most times? I don't know, Jared. I don't really like <laughs> track my timing. Uh, all right, all right. Also, it was oh, like 15 wondering. years ago. I don't really remember. But you weren't, were you thinking in your head like, wow, like this is a little out there that I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Was it, did yeah, it trigger little, to you as like, oh, wow, this is something I never, or were you just like, oh, it's normal, totally fine? No, I was like, I control my body, <laughs> and I have fun with it any way I want. No one's being harmed by this except me. <laughs> so you were harming yourself. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's called self-harm. That's what masturbation is. <laughs> and then you, you were done, and you stepped out, and you said, all right, and then you... you I washed my hands. You washed your hands. Yes. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> okay, but back to the cod piece. Okay. Yeah, so, so anyway, was it the so no, was it the cod piece that got no, you going? I don't really think the cod piece is arousing. It just like it opens up a lot of questions. It was weird because it was like in the shape of a penis like sticking out of a It was a little strange like what? Your penis is going to f- be in that shape in that way at all times? <laughs> why would you make an iron shape of your penis when like, the draw, penis shape fluctuates? And why would you draw attention to it like yeah. a you would think right, you want to hide like it. a target. Yeah. Well, I think a little bit of it is, you know, look, take a look. My penis must be this size because it's my armor. So, but it's not but that it big. big, right? Oh no, yeah. It was, it if you're going to make a penis, maybe for the medieval ages, that was big. Maybe. I always think about that with the sculptures and you know, like the Michelangelo's David type of deal, where you're looking at it and it's like, all right. I mean, well, that's actually there's an answer to that. Please. They basically thought that like large. Um, penises were a sign that like you weren't that smart and you were like of a laboring class like a gen True. they were ahead of their time <laughs> they were like oh like an intelligent guy anyway I also think this about the copies like what if you fell off your horse it's not that easy to move in the armor and a horse stepped on the codpiece tip and crushed it, your uh, penis would be trapped in there. Yeah. Well, codpiece or no codpiece, your penis is getting <laughs> trampled and smashed. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just thinking about the removal process. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I guess I'm a horse steps on your dick. <laughs> so my solution, no armor. Step right on that thing. Well, what's interesting, okay, so the armor on the back, there's nothing covering his butt. So we... That was odd. I mean, we, we talked about that. And, and, and what, what is the purpose? You have these ornate, you know, beautiful pieces of armor, and you're exposing your most vital areas. I mean, I guess the idea is you probably don't turn your back on the uh, the person you're fighting. Right. Unless, like we said, you want to distract them with That's your bare true. ass. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Basically, anything having to do with a codpiece or an ass is really a distraction. Right. So, so we, uh, 
we were walking through, and uh, that obviously caught our attention. Um, how would you guys just catch our attention? Like we sought it out. <laughs> it was something well, a man remembered. Well, Nick had a theory that there's 12 hidden penises <laughs> in the museum, and we we're trying to find them all. They're like hidden Mickey's at Disneyland, right? Like that uh, Little Mermaid poster, right? There's a bunch of hidden penises in that. In the movie. In the movie. Oh yeah. Okay. I thought yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, the priest gets a boner and Little Mermaid. Speaking um, of, there was a hot priest in the museum, right? Yes. Yeah. There was a priest that looked like Aaron Eckhart. Now oh, I'm not sure who that is. We Batman? Uh, no. He's in. Well, he's he in a lot was of uh, the Joker. No. No, 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 no. Uh, he was Two Face. Two Face. Two Face. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we asked Nick to name his hottest guys, and they <laughs> were kind of disappointing. I mean, they were a little cliche. I mean, you had what? Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean. Oh, man, can you imagine Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Vaping? That would be so cool. Um, no, I think those are, uh, Brad Pitt especially, uh, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? He looks we, great in it. We, he, he, no, he does, he does, still looking strong. So okay, who, But it's kind of an old choice, I mean, that's yeah, like well, a, almost It's, it's my 80s. age, yeah. I'm 35. <laughs> Is he? No, but he's older than 35. Oh, yeah, he's way older than 35. He, I think he's 55, Brad Pitt, and Tom Cruise is even older than that. Yeah, but um, yeah, those are the, the the hunks that I grew up with. I feel like. right, right, right. So you don't have any modern hunks on your list? Um, no, I don't think so. Hmm. They all look like kids now. I mean, who's a good modern hunk? Um, I think Sean Mendes is a popular young hunk. And he's a musician. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. He looks too young for me as well. I would say, I need a man, <laughs> not Pitt. a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what your book is about. Yeah. Finding the right hunk. The one and only hunk. Uh, no. There's no one and only hunk. For, <laughs> there's a million hunks you could end up with, all right? There's not just one hunk out there, okay? And non-hunks. And non-hunks, Thank you. if you must. <laughs> and Jared's, oh, like, must. Jared's like, I need you to speak for the non-hunks. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, that it, it was weird. Like, mm-hmm. he did look like a movie priest. He did. Yeah. He was like, he was like hot priest casting. Yeah. He looked like, he did look a little like Aaron Eckhart. And he was also giving a talk about art, which I think in itself is a sexy thing. And why was a priest giving a tour in a museum? I don't know, but I do think a lot of like individual groups book tours that aren't necessarily affiliated with the museum that are more about, so it's probably like, you know, some community based church thing. Right. Okay. I was just wanted to get some more info on that. Uh, You know, Jared, a lot of the art, a lot of art is associated with the church. Right. No. Yeah. I picked. I picked that up, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, plenty of uh, plenty of pictures of Jesus in there. Yeah. Jared got really excited about a picture of Madonna nursing a baby. I mean, was that what that there was? was some the one that he said like tatas. Yeah. The, the the one where he said she she wants it. Yes. <laughs> that was Madonna nursing a baby. Yes. Okay. Didn't look and like Jared, for the record, did say she wants it <laughs> about the Madonna nursing baby Jesus. We all had a good laugh. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> like a virgin, I don't bite. <laughs> so after a few Madonna jokes, we uh, we realize you know this 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 the common uh, you know refrain of walking around a museum. You get that general malaise of of, uh, of a museum. You, you get that kind of like oh boy, I, we're, we're we're it's we all we're know starting, the museum malaise. We're, we all know about the museum malaise. We're we're starting to the yawns are starting to kick in. We're we're enjoying ourselves. This is good. This is fun. No, we're glad bad. we did this. It's bad. Oh yeah, That's it's bad. I forgot. But well, no, I'm getting into why it yes. became okay, bad. Yes, is okay. that is that it? Uh, as much as it can be great. 
at a certain point, a sense of boredom kicks in. Would you agree? For me, it's not even that I'm bored. Like, I could keep going, but my energy levels deplete really fast. It's like when you have a bad battery in your phone. Physical energy or mental as well? Uh, I think they're combined. I think that physical energy declines with mental energy, right? Like, there's only so much, like I was saying before, that you can take in. Right. That you can really absorb and enjoy. And it's really hard to eat there and drink water. And after a while, you're just, like, sucked dry of well, energy. It's a perfect transition into our cafe experience. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> That was a great transition. I gotta go home. Okay. It was just a funny. Is that a perfect transition? And May went, yeah, yeah, perfect. This is great. When's this fucking thing gonna be over? Um, Uh, But so we went to the cafe. So, a surprise, surprise, everything was overpriced. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Have you heard this? Have you seen this? Prices of a museum cafe? Have you heard about this? So I go into the cafeteria, and I'm thinking, eh, you know, dollar, $2 for a Diet Coke. Jared's, $3.50, they say. And I just stand in there, frozen. Jared's and the cashier uh, says, what are you looking at? <laughs> I said, hey, I'm walking here. Anyway. Jared's uh, cap flew off his head when he saw the prices. That's right. It, it kind of levitated above, and I went, ooh, and my eyes kind of bugged out like a cartoon character. Um, He's dead now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jared's dead. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, let's break down the prices. I mean, the soda was what? three fifty four. I mean... Uh, the soda was only 4 yeah, the, the, the chocolate croissant I consumed was three fifty, And it was tiny. That was a tiny. It was very small. And then the guy didn't even the guy make a remark like, and I'm giving you the big one. And I kind of looked up <laughs> and I went like, uh. Well, we're all thinking it. Yeah. We're all thinking that's a tiny croissant. It's like, well, we're all thinking when we see that cod piece. Also, was his, was his remark sarcastic? I think he was trying to reassure you when he saw your look of horror at the <laughs> size of the tiny croissant. Was I telegraphing how upset I was? I think so. I think we all were because it was like, what the fuck? Like, because you also have to walk down a hallway, so you're su- kind of sucked into the fallopian tube of the cafeteria before getting into the yeah, uterus. Yeah, kind of feel like you have to buy something once you're there. Well, it's you know, it's they squeeze you on the inside and the outside because coming over, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm a little thirsty. I want to die coke. All these carts outside the museum that are selling some snacks, four dollars for a diet coke. And I looked at him and I said, no thanks. You um, ended up spending it anyway, so joke's on you, buddy. But at least I paid the museum and not these leeches on the outside of the museum. <laughs> these overcharging working the poor, poor tourists. <laughs> um, I'm on a little bit of a rant. Today. You're mad about weird stuff. <laughs> well, no, it's very, very they, they, they overcharge it like crazy for all these hot dogs. No. All right, who cares about the, uh, let's get back to the museum. <laughs> We're talking about eating in the museum. Anyway, we ate in the museum. You're talking about eating outside. So we sat down, you know, the table, you know, it was nice, and uh, we... Uh, the table was nice. <laughs> Nick got a Kind Bar, and... Uh, it was a $4 Kind Bar. It was a $4 Kind Bar. Now, are you a big Kind Bar guy? No. Mm. Uh, okay, that settles that. <laughs> yeah. It was, I felt like it was, it would be uh, the thing that would, like, get me going, like, it would be... Uh, and it succeeded a little thing. bit, a lot, or not at all? Uh, yeah, I felt, I felt rejuvenated after a Kind Bar and a Diet Coke. Now... <laughs> I may got a banana. It was a dollar seventy-five banana. Tell us about that. Uh, Jared wants me to tell you about that because he paid for it. <laughs> I didn't say Jared, that. She did. <laughs> Jared paid for my banana. He's a big banana daddy. <laughs> Jared, you did wow, ask her so to call you the big banana daddy. I will daddy. now never treat a May ever again if she's going to act like this afterwards. Oh, yeah, you I pay. have to go on the record afterwards and be like, oh my god. I put, I held the banana and I was like, please let him say something. (laughs) Please let him say something about it. Jared said, when we were on mic, please, uh, please call me the banana. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. (laughs) Anyway, 
Amay was on her knees saying, please, please be my big banana daddy. No, I was not. It was a little weird because you were begging for it. I said, all right, whatever. I'm your banana daddy. I said, yes, yes. Why do I sound like Gollum? I don't know. You tell me. Banana daddy. Please. Now I'm Dobby. Please, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Emick. Silence. <laughs> oh my God, you are you are fucking Slytherin. That's what you are. Oh well. So anyway, it was good. It was fine. How much was your banana? One seventy-five. <laughs> hey, I'm a cheap date considering what I could have got. Bag of chips for four fifty. I know. I think I need a pint of ice cream. Though. Easily tricked me into that. <laughs> I feel like this experience is only bad because I'm tired. But I think that's part of being in a museum. Getting tired? Yeah. Because you're just wandering around from room to room with no objective. There's no end in sight. Food is expensive. You're not allowed to bring any in. And you get dehydrated pretty fast because of the room temperature control. Save it for the pod. This is great stuff. <laughs> is it being recorded? Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anyway, so we <laughs> ate the banana, and then we, you know, we, we, we kept walking. We saw some other stuff. I ate the banana. <laughs> okay, so then I we're feeling rejuvenated, the yeah, and, and that, then we walked out uh-huh. of the cafeteria. Uh-huh. And we walked past the closed tomb. Now, we should get into this. Uh, the famous tomb. What was it? The, the Temple t- of Dunder. The <laughs> That's what it was called, and it was it was hilarious. There's a big sign at the front, at front at the, ch- the check-in desk? What do you the call ticket, it? Tickets. The ticket desk. It yeah. said... Temple of Dender is closed, which I was shocked that there was a Temple of Dender inside a museum, but there was. Yeah, it's a kind of a semi-famous, uh, you know, area of the museum where you get to walk through the tomb. Amay, you could probably elaborate on this. Um, it's semi-famous because it's a historically famous <laughs> temple that is. But I mean, moved. even within the museum. Well, it's famous, I think, because it's appeared in a lot of films, uh, most notably when Harry Indiana met Sally. Jones. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, not Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Temple of Dunder. The Temple of Dunder, is that not what the title is? Well, we did sneak through the temple, which I think was very, um, you know, kind of rebellious of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like mm-hmm. little um, Indi- like a little... Uh, What's that boy's name? That's what I was trying to remember. Borf? Sheila Buff. Yeah, You're like Sheila Buff. What was his oh, name no, in the I movie? Though? The Temple of Doom Kid. Oh, oh. Short Round. Short Round. But we were more like... Uh, what was his name in the... Sheila LaBeouf. No, but what was his name in the movie? I don't know. Bones or something? Or Borf? Yeah, we were like a bunch of little Borfs. <laughs> Dr. Borf. <laughs> we were like three little Borfs just rolling through the devil of gender against the rules. So we were like three little Borfs. <laughs> and, uh, and us three little Borfs, we, we walked past the temple. It was closed down much of the... Borf's dismay. Well, you know, what was crazy is that they were like, get out of here, you Borf's. <laughs> and there were people like scrambling to get past the freaking temple. And they had a whole setup there with chairs and um, a piano. Well, yeah. And Jared suggested that Billy Joel was coming. Yes. Well, well, I think that was Nick's suggestion, right? Yeah, because if, if the there's piano a, man. Yeah, if there's, a, if there's a piano, the piano man can't be far behind. Right. Now, Billy Joel famously uh, uses a helicopter to uh, commute from the Hamptons to New York to play all his gigs. You guys know about that? No, but there is the sound of a helicopter right now, so maybe that's him watching us. Possibly. Hey, I always imagine Billy Joel's watching over me. That's <laughs> that's what makes when he inspires dies? me to do better. Oh, 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 now you mean? Yeah. Somehow it keeps stabs on you. I live my life as though Billy Joel is watching my every move. Mm. You're a big Joel fan? Uh, no. 
So, so we free little morphs. You're like trying to disappoint him. (laughs) That's why I'm such a failure. It's a disappoint village at all. (laughs) But so we were three little morphs. We made our way (laughs) past the temple. I mean, this is when we saw. <laughs> we saw what? I can't remember. Like, what did we do after that? Well, we were three little boars, and we <laughs> yes, were making. <laughs> no, I know what we did. So we're very tired by then, obviously, as you can tell. And we went through the Egyptian exhibit, which is pretty interesting. They have got um, a lot Mutt of scrolls. They've got a lot of hieroglyphs, and they've got a series of mummified cats and dogs. And for some oh, reason, yeah. we ended up standing around staring at them for but maybe they were, a good five. But they were t- well, they were the tiny issue. little they were mummies. they were tiny tiny. And they would say they would say like, here's where a cat was mummified, and it looked like some sort like a like a like a length of a finger or something and it was like here's the cat mummy no okay. it was like the length of an arm i'd say well whatever the length the was it was the penis. shape it of, was the length of a big penis it was like a huge <laughs> penis cod piece but too still too small for a cat hmm it was about the size of a sock filled with sand so how do you how does that how is that a cat well okay first of all it's an ancient cat so they were probably smaller also, it said, if you read the card, it said a cat just at puberty with oh. its neck snapped. It did not say puberty. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> I may use this when arguing with Jared about the size. <laughs> no, it, uh, okay, fine. It was, it was a prepubescent, pre-pubescent uh, neck snapped cat. And uh, that, what a thing to look at in a museum, a, 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 uh, a murdered... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of interesting well, items. Okay, in let's let's again and again to my theory that sometimes you're looking at things that are notable mostly because they're old. Well, I think it's notable that people like worshipped animals and right. how they chose to worship them. I think that's very interesting. It's oh, not you like think you these... washing your hands in an IKEA dish. I'm not. Sa- well, it's a little <laughs> bit like that. I'm no. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, it's not worthy of being in the museum. I'm saying that most of its worth uh, for being in the museum is its age. Yes? Yeah, because it's, there are fewer of these items than what we have of our things now. <laughs> They're rare. Cat mummies and They're stuff? They're part of like a long chain of history. I don't you know. don't have any cat mummies? The thing is, <laughs> I I got do. a whole closet full of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> sn- I believe it. Na- neck snapped, wrapped in little uh, white. <laughs> well, let's... Uh, Let's uh, start wrapping things up. We got a, a couple whoa, segments. Whoa. No, <laughs> I got five more minutes on dead hey, cats. I, I got a whole routine on dead cats. Uh, so what else? So what else? No, no, no. It's okay. Well, I, I was just gonna say let's say each let's each go in a circle and say something uh, we like about me. <laughs> let's say our favorite thing at the museum. Okay. Well, did we have we uh, finished breaking down the experience? Yeah. I did we well, see anything after the cat mummy? Yes, we went into that little um, hole, that temple hole. Oh, that's right. The claustrophobic little uh, kind of, was it a pyramid? Yeah, it was like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that, Nick? Um, I thought it was fun that there was some interactive interactivity at the museum. It was like when you go to a science museum and you touch something and it sparks. We couldn't touch anything. <laughs> That's right. We couldn't touch anything. It's basically guards the up. same thing. It's still a wall. Right. It's like you're in a room, but they just tricked you into thinking that you're inside of I mean are you literally inside something that is like ancient rock and stuff? you sat down and tried to take a dump in there how long it would take before (laughs) security came? Like do you think you'd get through the dump? You'd you'd be able to take the dump certainly. (laughs) Would you maybe be able to I I think you could take the dump and get out of there pretty easily. No? How long does it take you to dump? How long does it take me to dump? I'm not not I, I think a security guard would be there pretty much instantly. 
if you took down your pants and tried to take a dump, because immediately they'd come. Because there are people uh, all around you, and they would say, hey, somebody's dumping in here. Yeah, probably, if you believe in the good in people. But I don't think you would touch anyone who was dumping. No. What? Like if you like if you're a security guard and you someone's like oh. hey someone's taking a shit in the temple I'd be like well I'm clocking out for my break <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything about that that's true <laughs> it's like an elementary school or something yeah. if you had to tell the janitor <laughs> because uh, if you, listen there's a kid in the temple and no it's true though I mean once the guy who's pooping is left it's a janitorial issue right. when the guy who's pooping is still in there it's a security issue if you were <laughs> masturbating in there would that be considered a public line. space. <laughs> yes, because yeah. anyone can walk in at any time. Right. Anyone can walk into a bathroom too. Not in a stall. Hey, look, if someone kicks open the stall while I'm in there doing anything, whatever they see is on them. But we're not saying <laughs> kicking open the stall. What are you saying then? Since when? Look, I think this is like a cultural issue. So if you guys go into the bathroom and y'all look at each other's dicks lined up along the wall with the urinals. Yup. Okay, so in a women's restroom, there are stalls with doors. We have so, stalls with doors. Well, do you go in there? To, to shit. Okay, and if someone came in and saw you shitting, would that be your fault? But, 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 but that, that's <laughs> yes, not relevant that's to what right. we're saying. Yes, it is. But it's masturbating's different than shitting. Well, if no one knows whether which one you're doing, does it make a sound? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my favorite thing was... Wait, we done? <laughs> what about the gift shop? No, we, we didn't, didn't go, go to the gift shop, did we? We didn't do the gift shop. We so yeah we. I also I, had to go to the bathroom at one point, and I was in there a long time. Oh yeah, Jared speculated oh. that you were in fact taking a dump. <laughs> no, I wasn't. There was just really. Well, now I know what you were doing. <laughs> yep. You did as soon as. Too many copies. As soon as you left the bathroom, you made it a point to say there was a long line. I think because you were worried that we thought. Well, you, I thought I was like, oh, this is. No, I don't care if you know if I dump. We've been yeah. doing improv. I mean, I dump before like every improv show I've ever done. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I get nervous dumps before comedy shows. Yes, but in this instance, no, I was not. I was just like, this is more fuel for the bad experience. How there's a long line in the bathroom, mm. but then you guys were in. And out in like 10 seconds, so you didn't have the same experience as me. I didn't use the bathroom because I felt weird because there was a tiny little boy. There was a the tiny bathroom. boy in my bathroom, too. A tiny boy? Yeah. Oh. There was a tiny boy. I, I must have been the same tiny boy. I don't think yeah. it was. I think there's one in every bathroom. Uh, well, should we get into our, our, our recurring segments, Nick? Uh, oh my god, there's still more of this podcast to record? Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. I gotta go. I gotta piss. Man. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, so, so we have a rating uh, segment here where okay. we're going from uh, zero to. Zero to five uh, is is the rating system. Now we usually pick a fun now thing. Now zero the most fun. So yes. zero. Uh, <laughs> You're the first I guess that has appreciated that. Yes, zero. No. <laughs> so a recurring uh, event here on this podcast is that Nick and I constantly argue over what the best way to rate our experience is. My opinion is. Uh, that we should rate it zero is the worst and five is the best. We should pick a fun thing. In this case, cod pieces. Zero to five cod pieces. But or zero to five, uh, mm, I don't know. Uh, mummified cats. Mummified cats. But my, th- my thing is that, yes, because it is called bad stuff, zero is the the high end. Zero is the best that it can be. If it was really great, then it's zero. And if it's five, it's bad. And, also, and then you want to explain to May <laughs> your rating system? Well, so for the first episode, we went to Ikea, so we rated things from zero to five for Kermans. So For what? Zero to five for what? Uh, zero to five for Kermans. For was an Ikea, something we saw at Ikea. So, yeah, our rating system is zero to five for Kermans for everything now. So Nick because we set a precedent. Verkermans. 
because it was an item at Ikea. I, I on the other that. hand, use something that's fun and current. Uh, so which system do you want to go with? Um, I don't want to f- start a fight. <laughs> well, the fight is... That's going to happen. I mean, it's an ongoing fight. It's always going to be a fight. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we start? And that okay. I can uh, follow it. So, Nick, you want to go first or me? Um, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I haven't been to the Met in a while. I'm going first. <laughs> no, I, I know. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> um, I had a good time. I didn't think it was bad at all. It wasn't crowded. Um, it was a good afternoon. Right. I got a little tired. The things were overpriced, but the museum itself, I was pretty good. I'd give it one for Kermit. Okay. <laughs> one for Kermit. Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, had a good time too. I mean, uh, the, 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 we, we actually tried to, to a certain extent, map out the worst time and worst day to go in terms of crowds uh, on this little chart I saw on a very unofficial site that probably meant nothing. It was saying that Saturday at 2 o'clock would be the worst time to go for crowds. And it just wasn't. I don't know if it was uh, something wasn't particularly you know, happening at the museum around this time of year, but uh, it was an easy process. We got in, crowds were small. <laughs> um, I had a good time. I love going to the Meadows. I was telling Nick, you know, I'm a, I guess, semi-frequent museum goer. I'll go to, like, the main museums in New York, this, MoMA, Guggenheim, about once a year. And, uh, listen, I mean, I enjoyed myself. There's really nothing to say. The only time where it got bad for me... And it may, we usually like to work in our general museum-going experiences, not just the specific one. So I'll comment on that a little bit. Uh, I'm going to vamp and go a little longer if that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, I, it, it does set in for me in almost every single museum visit that I make, this feeling of, okay, I'm done with the museum. I want to go home. I've been walking around too much. I'm done looking at things, pretending that I'm smarter than I am. This is feeling a little, you know, somewhat pretentious, somewhat this. I'm interested in it, but I'm not going to force myself to be interested in it. Uh, I'm just done. And sometimes that sets in earlier than when you actually physically leave the museum. This wasn't too bad. I was pretty engaged. We left pretty early. Start to finish, we were only in there, what, an hour or so? Um, So all of that said, I would give a rating of 3.75 cod pieces. So that works out to about 1.25 for Kermans, is that right? <laughs> oh, Jared, your, your review was like 10 times as long as mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it have to be the same length? All I said was, I had fun. <laughs> I feel no. so, I feel, no, I, I mean, feel bad. I feel dumb now. I gotta say something controversial, which is that I didn't have that great a time. Whoa! Whoa, hey. And I didn't have a good time because I like to go to museum alone. I like to feel like I can set my own pace, do my own thing, don't have to worry about anyone else's expectations. Yeah, it felt like you were trying to please me. (laughs) Well, it's called being a woman. (laughs) I'm always thinking about how other people are enjoying the experience, if they're comfortable, if they're having fun, and it's mentally exhausting. So I go to the museum to be alone with my thoughts about history and mortality and to, you know, do Insta stories. I didn't do any of that. So I would give it Five for Kerman. Wow, oh. the worst possible grade. So you gave it, you, you gave know, it five. It you the gave the worst time. You gave the worst time because you were with Jared. <laughs> Are you? Oh my God, that was possibly the worst review we've ever received from on multiple levels. <laughs> 
Okay, well, wow. So even taking into account going to museums in general, which, 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 in which case you wouldn't. No, be well, I, I think we figured out what the bad thing for this episode was. The bad stuff was going to the museum with people for a minute. <laughs> so I. But yeah, if you were, I like but to it, go alone to the museum. But if you were, museum, but but what if you're counting? What if you're to some extent counting visits to museums that you take? Without well, she us? likes going to the museum, so that doesn't even. Help. But that's what I'm saying. Then okay, shouldn't it right. not be a zero in, a, in effect? Well, I don't know because I think we have to set the topic. I think we figured out the topic is going to the museum with, right with you and me. Right. And she's never done oh, that before. With us was yeah. the best. Thing. Yeah, that's the bad thing. <laughs> Um, well, let's go in. I thought a man was our friend. No, that's not what I mean. I think I was. I think this is like a um, a conceptual issue because do I think going to the museum in itself is bad? No, I like to do it. But when we talked about bad things to do, I was like, oh, going to the museum on a busy day on the weekend has got to be bad. And yeah. it turned out to be kind of fine. So I guess like on that level, no, it wasn't terrible. You just but make a comment about what about something. Well, no, I don't want to just make a comment about something. That's you, Jared. <laughs> just now. <laughs> what I'm saying is that you can't divorce the experience of going to this museum today from the issue of the podcast. Because obviously that's going to change the experience. Right. And while I do enjoy hanging out with both of you, I didn't have to do that at the museum. And hanging out with you at the museum made it more of a stressful experience for me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, Fair we enough. Also, that, that kind of is a good segue to our next uh, segment, which is tips and tricks. Mm, you're going to love this one, man. <laughs> tips and tricks. <laughs> so this is the segment uh, where we try to make the bad stuff good. And, uh, you know, if you're going to a museum, uh, what... Uh, information can can you bring with you in order to prevent uh, any of the kind of faux, you know faux pas that we might have encountered this go around? Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, bring an empty water bottle that you can fill up at various water fountains because staying hydrated, I think, makes a really big Smart. difference in your energy levels. Also, bring um, a kind bar of your own and hide it somewhere <laughs> that they won't see it. Oh, do they do they not allow you to bring in food here? I didn't even try. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, if possible, try to schedule your museum visit for a specific uh, thing that you want to see, whether it's a specific exhibit or a specific work of art. To me, it's always way more satisfying when you're going to a museum for something inside the museum as opposed to the museum itself. Uh, I always end up uh, having a better experience if I'm going to see something Specific. I don't know if that's just me. If you guys agree with that, or not. I agree with that. And my thing would be, I never. I usually, when I go to a museum, I like to read all the, the uh, plate plates. What do they what do they call that? The, the his information that they have. There? You call those captions, Amay? Yeah. Amay, you're a museum expert. Yeah. <laughs> They're captions. Um, how, how often? How often do you have you been to the Met within the past year? Well, I've been in L.A., but I think when I was here in right. May, I actually did come. Come how frequently? Well, I was visiting in May, and I came once during my visit of a week. Because we were, we the, it, we seemed to mentally agree that like you were <laughs> the museum person and you were guiding us. But I'm just thinking in my head, wait a minute, like you probably didn't come that much more I've often never than been I did. To the Met. <laughs> no, I used I came here a lot growing up with my folks because it was cheaper. It was a cheap thing to do. And then I also went to an art high school and an art college, so they make you go a lot. <laughs> or you want to go a lot. And I also just like it. It's like a nostalgic place for me. It's somewhere I feel like I'm visiting a lot of different, I guess because my brain kind of churning with thoughts about aesthetics and beauty and history. Yeah, perfect place for a show called Bad Stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm tired of arguing with you about why it was bad. It was you. It was you who made it bad. You're making it worse now. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah. I was just gonna say we. I I didn't really read any of the information this time, which Except I think that stuff about the mummies, about puberty. Yeah, <laughs> they did not mention. You could have. You could have read. Why didn't you read? I don't know. I think just because I was with people. So maybe my tip is also a maze tip. Go by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, think museums are best enjoyed alone. And it is like, and yeah, it is like a thing to do. Like uh, when you don't have anything else to do, yeah. you're like, you know, when you don't have any plans. Yeah. Are you a may? Are you a tour person? Whether you're alone or not alone, do you do you sign up for the tour? Are you do an audio tour? Yeah. You do you get, I was thinking about maybe next time I'll get one of them audio tours. No, I really don't enjoy those at all because mm-hmm. I want to move at my own pace. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm the host. Uh, You're welcome, Amay. Amay, do you want to? You're welcome for that banana. And uh, anything else uh, you want to say, or do you want to take tell us how to find you on Instagram or Twitter? Actually, I accidentally deleted my verified Twitter account, so I'm really desperate for new. new How did you accidentally delete it? Okay, it's not that much of an accident. It's my fault ultimately. (laughs) But I, in the past, I've like deactivated my Facebook, Uh, and after a certain a number of days they'll just reactivate it unless you officially delete it so I sort of thought it worked that way with Twitter it was my own fault for not really paying attention <laughs> and I wanted to just take a mental health break but if you deactivate your Twitter for longer than 30 days they delete it and wow. there's no getting it back no matter how many times you write to them so you lost all, the all your tweets are gone yeah that might be for the best but <laughs> I was verified I did have like you know a lot of followers who like my writing so that's kind of a bummer where the book is concerned yeah but all that racist stuff you said <laughs> God. <laughs> no. At least now, if you get hired for SNL or something, you're not gonna <laughs> dig it up, be able to dig it up. You're not gonna get a Gillist. I think Gillis Gillis himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Gillis Gillis himself. Um, well, thanks for stopping by, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for stopping by, listener. <laughs> yeah, listen. Thank you so much. Listener. Single listener out there, it's okay. It gets better. Get out there, go hang out with somebody. Turn this podcast off. We refer to our listeners as listener. <laughs> um, okay, Thanks, well, Chad. Appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Podcast.net Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.